This ain't no disco. This ain't no country club neither. This is RBA. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. To the 11th episode of... Oh my gosh, 11. (gasps) Oh la la. In the The dungeon. <laughs> it's been a it's been a very busy two weeks as usual, but I feel like once it heats up, that's when the events get rolling. The events heat up. <laughs> um, I guess what you've been up to. Okay, well, I'll go into River Rock on Browns Island. I went to River Rock two weeks ago with my friend Sarah. We dressed up as bluegrass bells. No one else was as dressed up as us, but that's <laughs> that's pretty usual. Your pics were so cute, though. Oh, I know. Oh. I love those pictures. Um, We saw people walking on the tightrope over the river. We shopped around the local vendors. We saw tons of dogs. And there was this contest for the longest jump into a pool for the dogs. And it was so cute. And it was just so funny watching some of the dogs not jump very far at all. And some of the owners would get mad. That's my favorite part of that event. Um, Then it was really hot. So I bought a humongous fan. And I'm not talking like a little tiny one. I'm talking about like maybe two feet. When you <laughs> it open. Um, but thank God that they had those because we were dying. And we sat in the grass. We drank Richmond lager. And we ate island noodles. And um, the next day I went back with Haroon and we saw our friend and a former guest, miscellaneous, of course. We love her. She's everywhere. (laughs) Um, And the best part of the festival was seeing the bands play. So I'll tell you, the bands that played were Fight Club. Um, They played like pump, I can't talk, pop punk. And they played like a screamo version of Natasha Benningfield. (laughs) I thought you weren't supposed to talk about Fight Club. (laughs) This is a different fight club. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) That's a good one. Um, And then Pharaoh Sestere, amazing male vocalist who I legitimately thought was Michael Jackson. And I'm like, who the, is that Michael Jackson? And it wasn't him because he's dead, but um, it sounded like him. Are you sure he's dead? (laughs) I know. Haroon, if you're listening. Is it a hologram? No. (laughs) Um, And then we saw Aaron in the Wildfire beautiful and funky singer who sings about body positivity she literally has the voice of an angel sierra hull bluegrass female vocalist who gets down on the mandolin and then the last one that um i saw for a second was neil francis i didn't get to stay for the whole thing but he was funky on the keyboard and i love some keyboard yeah baby and then the week after that, I went to Virginia Beach to celebrate my friend Jessica's 40th birthday. Ooh, happy birthday, Jess. Even though she looks 20. She, she really does. She literally looks 20. Yeah. I keep saying literally. Um, it rained the whole time we were there. Literally. I saw that. Literally. <laughs> literally. Doing that, yeah. <laughs> Hella bad wind advisory. Nobody was on the beach, but we made the most of it. We bar hopped. My favorite bar that we went to was Johnny Manana's. They played old school reggae the whole time. Our bartender, who was also a surfer in a one-man band called the All Billy Band, which I will tag, was singing some am- slinging. I was singing. <laughs> I wish he was slinging some amazing drinks. We had orange crushes, of course, and Bloody Mary shots. He like took a Bloody Mary and split it in into thirds. Oh us. yeah, I saw the little ones. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, what else? We saw some very questionable characters, as anyone would, on VA Beach. <laughs> uh, we also went to Waterman's, which, in my opinion, was very overrated, sadly. The food was not good. The oh, well, the good. food is never good. You don't eat at Waterman's. You only get orange crushes. I, That's I the learned first my rule life. of Waterman's. <laughs> yeah, I learned my lesson. Um, and then what else did we do? We went to Beachside Social, which is very similar to RVA's Tang and Biscuit. It had shuffleboard, but it was packed because of the weather. So we played Taboo. We also hung out on the Oceanfront Hotel Room's balcony, the one that we stayed at, and we blasted music, Justin Timberlake, because Jess loves Justin Timberlake. <laughs> we drank, we shouted at people down below us, we watched the huge waves, and I've never seen waves like that on Virginia Beach. Uh-huh. Um, and then in the morning, we went to Badass Coffee, and I highly recommend it. Mm, sounds like an eventful two weeks. Yes. <laughs> Elizabeth, Mine take it away. Not as eventful. <laughs> um, I continued recovering from my stabbing. No, just kidding. My neck surgery. 
Um, the highlight was uh, last Friday, my goddaughter, Caitlin, she is graduating high school and she's off to JMU in the fall. Yay, go, go Dukes. Dukes. Yay. Um, so her mom had a graduation party for her and it was really fun because my best friend is one of seven siblings. So they're all married and with that combined with children and then friends and stuff, it was just a great time, like, catching up with everyone you hadn't seen in a while. Um, and the barbecue there that was catered was so good. I hadn't had it before. It was from Deep Run Roadhouse. Ooh, never um, heard of it. Yeah, I guess it's over on Southside. But um, I definitely would recommend it. It was delicious. Usually, like, buffet kind of stuff, I'll be like, eh, I'm just going to have a little taste of stuff, you know, because yeah, you're like, yeah. eh. But it was really good. You need to do a barbecue tour of Richmond. Yes. Ooh, that'd be I'm a good all episode. about some barbecue. <laughs> Although my favorite place is Claude, R.I.P. Smoky Pig, oh. Ashland. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then I'm really excited. I didn't do much else, but I'm very excited about this weekend for the Greek Festival. As you mentioned, um, it's going on. Today through Sunday at um, St. Constantine and Helen Greek Orthodox Cathedral, which is off of Malvern Avenue. It's been going on since 1976. Wow. They have tons of food. It's free to get in, so you just pay like a la carte for your meal. Nice. Um, they also have a drive through if you don't want to deal with like trying to find a table. But it's really fun if you do go in because they have like authentic music like bazooki playing um traditional dance greek dancing um there's shopping there's wine and beer um proceeds go to multiple charities so if you want to hear more about that you can just go to facebook and type in greek festival rva or you can go to their website which is uh greekfestival.com and you might see us there yes i'll be there tomorrow I'll live there will be saturday. there saturday we're spreading the love out Lee, maybe you want to go? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what were you up to? Uh, no good. Um, <laughs> As well, usual. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we lost power last weekend, so I ended up going to... Uh, That's weird. Yeah, I know. It stayed out for like, uh, like a day, so... My mom so did, I, too. Yeah, I ended did. up hitting restaurants whether I wanted to or not, you know. Like, so, <laughs> so I went, went, went to Roma's again. I, I got to tell you, Roma's, it's like, for pizza, I give them about a five or six. But for pasta, they're 10. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah, so I'm still looking for Richmond's best pizza. I used to go to pizza. I Re found it. Where is it? Sparrows, and I found it recently. It's a hole-in-the-wall place over by um, Horse Pen. It's amazing. Oh, what I'm about also the fire one that you like? That's River City Wood Fire. That one's yeah. really good. Both oh. are the ma amazing. Yeah, um, and Pizza Bones near me uh, is phenomenal in their ran homemade ranch. Sparrow's is the cheapest pizza Sparrow. you'll ever find. But it's so freaking good. Good. Well, then... I'll, I'll be there. But I've never met a pizza I don't like, so well, 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 I have. Well, it's funny you <laughs> talked about visiting, uh, you know, playing a board game taboo because the other place. I had a friend visit uh, from out of town, and uh, she asked if I had, um, if we had any adult toy stores here in Richmond. And I said, <laughs> yes. And so I said, well, we have Taboo, another locally owned business. Yeah. And I took her to Taboo. She was looking for a very specific item. We found it. and uh, What was it? It's something called a rose. Oh, I know that. <laughs> you know that? Yes. I don't have one, but I, I've seen this. I don't know. I mean, I, think I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> it was on something. But it, it, it like sucks on your clit. Oh my right? God. It's been, no. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it, I'm trying to inform people. Okay. <laughs> sorry, Education. Mom, sorry, mom. We consider ourselves an educational podcast. Yes. yes. Oh, is that what? Okay. I, well, I asked her for a full report later because she, from her you know, hotel room. Um, sorry, mom. <laughs> so, uh, so apparently uh, it got positive reviews. Um, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I, I. Four roses. Like, I hadn't been there in years. It's like. <laughs> One of the rose has its thorn. Ooh, or does it? <laughs> oh, one of, you know, it's always uh, it's always weird though because when I was there, it's like I ran into people I knew. It's like that's you know, it's, <laughs> well, it, it's like at first you feel embarrassed, but then you realize, okay, you're here too, so it's not so bad. 
That's telling, hilarious. You telling me, I tell on you. The last time I tried to go there was during the pandemic. It was as it was winding down, and Olivia, Matt, and I had been imbibing. And Olivia, of course, did not want to go in because she's a good, good girl. She's a good, good Christian girl. Yep. She was going to wait in the car, but yes. I got ready to go in, and there's a huge sign that says you have to have a mask, and I drunkenly could not find my mask, God, and I got so pissed. so pissed, and so we just drove well, they away. they sell masks, you know, the leather yeah, ones. Really. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember, it's like taboo and field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Yeah, right. But <laughs> wait, hold on. I think there's a thing on here. Well, I don't know how to do it. Um, and what else, Lee? Did you do anything else? Not really. No. It's... Well, I do have some good news about Ooh. the podcast oh, that we yes. all know, but we want to tell our listeners, and we want to thank you so much because we wouldn't have accomplished this without you guys listening, because we made Feedspot's Top 35 RVA podcast as number 10 somehow, and it's all based on data, and it's legit, and I like clicked on the list, and we're right there. It's a big accomplishment, and there was some, I wish I could have the list in front of me, but there were some really good podcasts amiss, amiss, amidst, amidst us. Um, so, <laughs> yay for us. Yay. Yes. Applause also to all of our adoring public. We yes. love you. Thank you all. Please, like and subscribe. Please continue to rank us, like, you know, well, or at least give us thumbs up and rate us. And spread us around like butter. Yes, or... Anything else that comes to mind? Nothing but love. <laughs> Nothing but love in this room here. Taboo, taboo. <laughs> we do support taboo, local business. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, I'm ready to introduce our guest. Are you Ooh. guys? Okay. Yes. So today's guest is one of RVA's most known burlesque dancers, Scarlet Starlet. The twirling temptress always aims to entertain. Whether she's twirling tassels, hoops, baton, or fire, the audience is sure to be teased and pleased. Scarlet enjoys performing a vast array of acts, from silly to sexy to powerful. She has been seen at festivals across the country and has won a range of awards, including Best Act, most classic, most wicked, mm -hmm. and best variety act. She is a burlesque and hoop instructor at RVA Swing, the producer of Burlesque Right Meow, meow <laughs> um, and co-creator of the RVA Burlesque Festival. So without further ado, let, let us welcome Scarlett. Hi, Scarlett. Hey, how's Hi. it going? Good, how are you? Good. <laughs> so glad you could make it. Thanks. Excited to be here. This is a very cool guest. I have a lot of questions for you. I feel like I we bring <laughs> and people. She's in like here. the third blonde. Oh here. yeah, Ooh, we got three blondes in the dungeon tonight. <laughs> it's hot in here. Lee, how do you feel? <laughs> uh, okay. So first question: Are you from Richmond? If not, what brought you here? I am. I was born in Richmond, actually near the Lakeside area. Oh, cool. Where'd you go to high school? Hermitage. Oh, my gosh. Uh -oh. Yeah. I'm a Toby Tiger. No. <laughs> my boyfriend went to Hermitage, oh, and yeah? um, his sister did, too. What year are you? Uh, <laughs> lady doesn't Oh, yeah, tell you don't have to say no, it. I legit don't, don't remember. I'm like, 2006. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think. First, I, just, yeah, I right. thought you were my age. You look super young. Like, super young. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a secret. <laughs> um, okay, so how? So you're a burlesque dancer. How do you define burlesque? Well, burlesque at its core is the art of the striptease. It can be a lot of things, but it also doesn't have to be anything in particular. It can be sexy. It can be funny. It can be weird and scary. Uh, and I like to kind of dabble in. All of it. Sometimes I like to be a hot lady, and sometimes I like to be a weird, nerdy character or something scary and freak the audience out. It's a good time. I did see one of your costumes, um, like one of your mo most more recent costumes. It was like, was it from... I don't remember. It was like some bag, like spooky guy. Was it the pale man from Pan's that's Labyrinth? That's what it was. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love doing that one. It's it's really weird. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Um, before we get more into it, like, can you tell us a little bit about like the history of burlesque, how it got started, its transition over the years, 
kind of like that progression? Sure. I know that's a broad question, but... (laughs) Uh, Well, really, just really vaguely, um, cabaret kind of started over in Europe forever ago, like late 1800s, early 1900s, and that wasn't so much striptease. It was more like vaudeville style acts. Moulin Rouge. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that, and and different um, variety acts as well. And as it kind of made its way over here, like there was striptease added to it. And sometimes it was not what we think of as striptease today. It was like removing a glove or showing a shoulder for a really long time. And at the time, it was very scandalous to show a shoulder, a shoulder, (laughs) an ankle. Uh, And and it just evolved over time. Burlesque kind of died down, I think, around the 70s, 60s, 70s. You know, strip clubs and porn kind of took the scene. But then it had a revival in, I want to say, around the late 80s, 90s, and really has just been coming back pretty strong since then. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, I definitely realized that I've heard more about it. And actually, my husband and I went to a big burlesque show at the National when we first started dating, which was like around 2012. Um, And since then, I don't know if just my ear picked up on it more or what, but I definitely realize it's become more popular around Richmond. Yeah, the scene has definitely grown. It was pretty small. I got started... Back in 2011, and the scene was pretty small back then. Really, the only shows we were seeing when I got started, which it was just at Gallery 5 for the most part. There were shows at Canal Club prior to that, but we actually legally aren't able to do burlesque striptease acts at Canal Club. There are some complicated ABC laws here, and they make it really difficult for us to find venues to do shows because you are, by the law, these are very, very old laws, but you cannot strip or do a striptease act in a place that has a liquor license. So beer and wine is fine. So that's why we have like a pretty good relationship with a lot of breweries. Uh, You see more and more burlesque happening in breweries because... We're allowed to do it there. Um, there is a caveat. So if it's a museum, an art space, or gallery, uh, music hall, I'm trying to think. I think there's a couple more, or a theater. Mm-hmm. Then you can do burlesque there even if they serve liquor, but somewhere like Canal Club. And actually, the National, I was trying to talk to the ABC board about whether we could do the burlesque at the National or the Broadberry recently, and they could not give me a definite answer because technically, well, that's interesting since I saw one there. Maybe yeah, it was like not well, on that their was radar. before the crackdown. Like okay, yeah. it used to happen at Canal Club, and then like a recent and I crackdown. saw it. It was like ten years ago, Grand ten Staff or twelve years Stein ago. Does it too? Don't so. they? But <laughs> have you ever done it there? Yeah, yeah. And actually, I'm getting ready to host a show there on Sunday. Um, Oh, nice. But we have this really funny loophole that we have to do if we are in a venue that serves liquor. So you have to have a little more covered. Everything below the areola has to be covered. So you can do like a little half bra or sometimes we'll do like kind of a mesh bra and put the pasty on top. And then you have to have more of your your butt covered. So you can't wear a thong. You can't show like your crack, basically. You need more coverage (laughs) there. Um, And then so the coverage thing is part of it and then the other part is you can't technically strip tees in front of the audience so what we do and it's the most fucking ridiculous thing in the world <laughs> we put a curtain up oh and my god i remember this you yes go behind yes, the curtain yes. and you remove oh something oh my and then you come back less clothed and the audience doesn't know what happened because you can you can have less clothes on but it's like the act of taking it off is the strip tease oh my word so we'll get away with taking off gloves and um you know if we take off like a pant like a piece of fabric or something we'll do that in front of the audience but if you take off like a bra or a skirt or like an actual clothing item we'll like go behind the curtain and we'll take it off and magically we come back out and we're less clothed so that's how we kind of work around that that is so interesting i did some not of these know. old laws are so yeah. ridiculous it's really like stupid. can we just go back through and yeah. just throw I, this my, crap my, out? my friend jessica works for abc i have to like yeah. ask her all of these things now. I, 
I have friends in the belly dance community, and one of the things they, well, it's like if even if a piece of clothing accidentally falls off, you know, it's like warning, warning. You know, it's like because it's like warning, clothing came off <laughs> in a place that serves alcohol. You know. Um, okay, next Your question. Face might explode. <laughs> <laughs> You'll go to hell. <laughs> um, so how did you get into burlesque? How did it all begin? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really know what I was getting into when I first started it. Um, I was a competitive baton twirler for like 13 years from when I was like 10 years old until I was, I think I was like 23 when I stopped competing. And I... There used to be this event at the Hat Factory, which I think is something else now. I don't really remember what that venue's turned into. But it was called Revolution, and it was always on a Tuesday night, which was super weird. But people turned up and turned out for it. And it was a bunch of DJs, and they'd have performance artists come in and do different stuff there. And I applied as a baton twirler and did that a few times. And I met... Hoopers there. I got started with hooping there. And mm. I also met, they didn't have burlesque dancers per se, but they had someone, Deanna Danger, that did burlesque, but she was doing go go there and she taught classes. And I was like, I'm going to take some classes and see what this is all about. So in my head, like I had seen go go dancing, I hadn't actually been to a burlesque show or seen burlesque before. I did not really know what it was. And then I got to this class, and I was like, we're going to do what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's kind of how I got started. Okay, that leads into a question I didn't think of. What is the difference between go-go and burlesque? So, go-go, generally, there's no clothing removal, and go-go tends to be more ambient dancing. It's not necessarily, like, an act. Like, you can go-go dance for like 15 minutes. You don't have to be choreographed. Right, right. And a lot of burlesque is choreographed or at the very least you have like a set costume that goes with a particular song and maybe you have a, or ideally I like to have like a concept or a storyline or something cohesive that ties the act together. Um, So like when I go to a club and there's people in cages and dancing, is that considered go-go or is that like something else? Is that just cage dancing? Yeah, I would call that go-go slash cage dancing. I feel like a lot of people do, like I know Fallout does cage dancing and a lot of those are go-go dancers. So yeah. My sis, not my sister, I don't have a sister. I was like, what? (laughs) My cousin is, was a professional go-go dancer in LA and she did something called Little Miss Nasty where she would like, um, it was like a metal (laughs) bar and she would get up and get up on the bar and like shake your head. And it was really awesome though. But Kind of reminds me of her. I mean, that sounds really cool. (laughs) I've never seen a place like that other than that one. So look it up, people. Little Miss Nasty. Um, That kind of leads me to another question. Um, What is your process with coming up with a performance? Like, does that change if you're hosting or producing a larger show or like RBA Burlesque Festival or get me into your headspace? (laughs) <laughs> well, generally, I may I have a bunch of acts, and depending on the event and where I'm performing, I'll kind of pick what is the best fit. So if I'm going to be on a teeny tiny stage in a little space, I'll, I'll probably do like a little bump and grind act. If I have a big stage with nice lighting and, you know, the works, I'll do a bigger, more, um, more choreographed, more... Yeah, just larger scale. Sometimes I'll use the bigger props. Like, I'm not going to do hoop or baton or use a big giant weighted veil in an itty bitty teeny space. But if I if I have the room, I love to do that. So, yeah. Nice. Um, Do you have any burlesque inspirations? Because the only one that I know that's like very famous is Dita Von Teese. Yeah, I feel like she is definitely the one that that everybody knows. Um, You're like, damn it, I don't want to hear about her anymore. Huh? Oh, I was like, damn it, you don't want to hear about her anymore. Oh, no, no. I'm just kidding. I love her. No, I like her too. I don't know a ton about her. I mean, I've seen some some videos of her performances, and they're definitely very, like, high glam, which is very cool. The martini. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Martini glass. props and opulence. Um... 
Ooh, I don't know. I there are. I feel like I'm gonna have a hard time picking just a few, but there, yeah, there's just a ton of incredible performers from around the country. For me, um, I would say Lola Vanella, who was from St. Louis or produced. She does still produce a or co-produce a festival in St. Louis. But she also lives in New Orleans now and does this show called the the Vanella Bordella, and it's more it's more of a theatrical kind of thing. And she does some singing in it, and she has a variety of dancers, and it kind of tells a story with that particular show. Oh, that um, sounds fun. Yeah, it's really cool. We need to Makes go. We want to do some R and D, some research and development down in Nola. <laughs> um, okay. So, do you dance to any certain kinds of music? What's your favorite? I don't have a particular genre that I stick with. Uh, I love pop music. I like some new metal. I like rock music. I, I like to shake it up. I don't know. I don't like to pigeon myself, pigeonhole myself too much with that. Yeah. Does it all depend on the venue or, like you were saying, the scale kind of, like, what you want to do because like I would think like more theatrical lends itself to a larger space versus like metal maybe you know what I'm saying I don't know it just kind of varies and we have um we're there's often theme shows like I produce a monthly show that doesn't have a theme anyone can do anything they want in it um but like this Saturday coming up I'm doing a show that's all metal themed so it can just depend on that. That's less of the space and more of like the vibe that the show is going for. Yeah. yeah. We should go. I know. That'd be fun. Um, so where do you typically perform in Richmond? Like where are some of your like frequent spots? Um, so every month, the second Friday of every month, I produce a show at Strangeways Brewing on Dabney Road. And... I also do the, I teach classes and my student showcases are there as well. There's a lot of burlesque that happens at Gallery 5. I produce a few shows a year at Firehouse Theater. Um, another troupe called New Rodeo Caledonia has been doing shows at Richmond Triangle Players. Ellie Quinn Presents does shows at Coalition Theater and... Just started a new show at Basic City Beer Company, and Ellie does the Grand Staff and Stein show, too. It's so interesting to know that fact that burlesque dancers dance at a lot of breweries. Yeah. Because that's, like, where you have to go. I n- never knew that. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Now I'm, like, the National needs to, like, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're missing out. Um, how many shows a year do you do? It seems like a lot. It varies I would say so June I have a lot coming up I think I'm I'm doing like seven shows in June wow. but normally like that that's like a really heavy month I would say it's normally like four or five a month that's a lot that is Some, a lot. sometimes it's not that many occasionally I'll have a month where I only do like we're like we can only do the podcast every two weeks because we're so busy but that's a lot of gigs I like it um you mentioned the classes where could we take said class yeah i teach classes at rva swing and i do a a variety of different classes so sometimes i just do like four weeks of burlesque choreography which is just dance movement we're not actually stripping in class it's just you know sometimes people just want to exercise and dance and feel good or it can also be helpful for if you are a performer and you just want some more moves to add into your routines or your style And then I do a full beginner workshop that's like eight weeks long. And in that, they we do a group routine that they perform and they each make their own solos and we kind of workshop them together. I kind of want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) And then we do a student showcase at the end of that. So they get to put their their work out there that they just made. That's awesome. That's really cool. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting like inspired I know. um okay so here's a fun one where do you get your costumes or do you make them or is, that must be so much fun it is fun and it's also for me that's it can be a stressful part too i 
have made a few costumes from scratch. A lot of times I'll buy base pieces and then modify them. So like maybe I'll buy some type of top and install a zipper. Maybe I'll buy some pants and then cut open the sides and put snap tape in them. So they're tear away pants. Um, I'll often change like snaps or clasps or something to make it come off easier because a lot of stuff you buy off the rack or off the internet is not necessarily made to be sexily stripped out of. So uh, yeah, I'll just do modifications on a lot of things. I do like rhinestoning stuff that's kind of therapeutic. Do you have a bedazzler? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We love a good bedazzle on all our lives. This kind of feeds into that too. Um, like, what makeup do you stand like for being on stage, or do you have any really good like makeup tips? Like, your okay, your, your eyelashes are eyelashes amazing. are fucking on point. <laughs> but like a cat eye, do you have any like tips for doing that? I know all my female listeners are <laughs> just give us some makeup. tips. Yes, give us any makeup tips you have. Have any particular makeup brands that I super stan? Wow, because um, you're you're like you're looking good, baby. Oh, okay. yeah, she has yeah. she I has like, like that face is beat, baby. beautiful <laughs> beautiful glitter eyelids, and you have like the most amazing eyelashes. Well, and your skin is gorge. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> we gotta post that for the fans. We will. Yes, we always do. <laughs> um, I. Don't go super all out on makeup. I have a couple eyeshadow palettes that I got from Sephora that I'll go back and forth on. As far as like regular eyeliner, I just use like e.l.f. from Target. All the glitter stuff I get from um, Beautiful on Chamberlain. I don't know if y'all have ever been there. I've never seen that. Big pink building. Well, it's amazing. They have a ton of costume jewelry and wigs and glitter makeup and they do have the big eyelashes so i for me i the most important thing for me to put on is the the big fake eyelashes red lipstick and the glitter that's my it pops on stage yeah so good yes i love it so you feel beautiful yeah it's 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 b-e-a-u-t-i hyphen F-U-L-L. Okay. We'll, we'll put it on the show notes. Uh, we always yeah, tag everything. We will be going there because yeah. that's right up and our alley. Going. We are obsessed with over-the-top <laughs> looks. It's really fun. They have some cool clothes there, too. So Nice. Um, okay, this is another fun one. What is, um, the, if you feel comfortable sharing, what is the craziest thing you've witnessed as a performer? Have you, like, had a crazed fan or, like, had anything, like, I don't know. Like, you tell me. Uh, really, n- not too much. I mean, I've definitely seen some wild acts over the years. But as far as people go, the people that come to burlesque shows are the best people. Like, occasionally someone will get too drunk. Occasionally we'll have someone that heckles the host a little too hard. But for the most part, they are the most supportive and uplifting people like i don't know if you've ever been to a comedy show where they're like the audience is kind of like you have you as a comedian (laughs) (laughs) and like they're not there to have a good time but i feel like burlesque people and i actually do have comedians come in um i usually have like one a month for my monthly show at strange ways and they're always like this is the best audience ever because they (laughs) they want you to succeed like they're there to have a good time and to be supportive so because that was my next question i was gonna say are people ever creepy towards you because you are like on stage and like men can be creepy we all know this (laughs) women can be creepy and women we'll we'll throw that out there yeah but you know yeah, for the most part, not not really. Occasionally, I'll get like a weird Facebook or Instagram message from someone that is not <laughs> someone that's been at a show. Um, I feel like there's been a couple times where actually women, I think because they are women, they like feel like it's okay to like touch you or like yeah. get a little too personal with yeah. you. But f- for the most that. part, not not really. That's good. That's really like good to know. Good for you, Richmond. Thank you, you Richmond. Boundaries. Well, we always say at the beginning of the the show, we set some little rules, and one of them is that consent is mandatory. 
And really that means if the performer is going through the audience, you should not be touching them. And it also goes both ways too. So if we're doing a floor show where we're going up to somebody and if it's just too much for them and they like don't like that one-on-one attention, we tell them, you know, just look away and the performer will take the hint and go up to someone who's like, ah, (laughs) that's good. It'll be me. No, it makes, it makes the community like really respectable knowing that. Yeah. Um, okay, hold on. I'm trying to, what is your favorite thing about burlesque and what is your least favorite thing? If you have one, um, I think my favorite thing is probably just the artistic expression of it all. Like anything, that I'm feeling I can kind of turn into an act or if there's something I really love something I'm passionate about um I can make a piece of choreography about it as far as things I least favorite thing hmm some sometimes costuming can get really stressful if I'm trying to make something from scratch and I'm not an expert seamstress I think that part can be intimidating or I've like bought kind of an expensive dress and then had to rip a seam out to install a zipper. And I'm like, Oh my God, Uh, don't let me fuck up this dress. (laughs) I was going to say, do you ever like ruin anything while you're performing on accident by like ripping it off? Uh, I've definitely damaged some things, but not beyond repair. Like, snaps pull off all the time that I have to resew. I have torn a couple things, but not, awfully so uh, that reminds me i'm watching has anyone watched the mermaid documentary on netflix Not because yet. i'm obsessed with being a mermaid i would like to be one liz was one of those kids. i love swimming and i love anything ocean but um this one mermaid goes to an event and she only brought one tail and it's like a new guy assisting her and he rips the zipper off and sadly it's a children's party and so she has to keep like sitting hidden in the back because she doesn't want to ruin the surprise of like being a mermaid. So then she has to wait for the guy to like drive back home. So I can only imagine like the shenanigans that happen with burlesque as well because you guys like outfits are just as fragile some of the time as mermaid's tails are. (laughs) Have you ever had a a wardrobe malfunction? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I I mean, I feel like everyone is going to have one at some point in time. And depending on the act, if it's like a fun little cutesy bump and grind or like a floor show where you're kind of flirting with the audience, you can even like go up to someone in the audience and like be like, can you help me? (laughs) Um, And and you can play it off and be really cute with it. It is harder if I'm doing like uh, a a really artsy choreographed piece where I can't play it off really cutely and I need to get the piece off and then jump back into my choreography. That's a little more challenging. But I mean... Yeah, you just kind of have to be prepared for it. It's going to happen. You got to roll with the punches. Improv. <laughs> um, okay, wait, do you have one? Oh, well, I was going to go back and say, um, what would be your advice for someone getting into burlesque? Then, like, should they take the intro class or should they, like, if they're really into it, just, like, go for it and take the inspo from wherever they are taking it from and just sign up for something? Or how do you even get into the circuit of burlesque? You know what I mean? Yeah. um, I do teach the classes, but that's definitely not the only way in. Uh, You can just start making acts and recording them. I definitely recommend going to a ton of shows to get started, just seeing burlesque, seeing what's out there and what's possible all the different styles. And I get asked that question actually a whole lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, my my monthly show, I have always have a rolling application open for it. And sometimes people just pop in there and send me a, a video that they've made of an act that they've created. And if it's good, I'll throw it on stage. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. One of the cutest things I saw at this burlesque show was the stage kitten. Yeah. Yeah, what's yeah. Uh, I should tell the audience about what that is. Is it a cat? 
<laughs> I wish we could train a cat to pick uh, up those. Um, <laughs> but no, it um, a stage kitten is basically a stage hand, but they're a little more involved and interactive in the show. They are setting up all the acts, so if any props need to be preset, and they also go behind and very cutely pick up all the all the stripper droppings <laughs> that have been left on stage. And a lot of times at the beginning of a show, we'll do something called burletta kit for people that haven't been to a burlesque show before and it's just kind of to get them warmed up because we always encourage the audience to cheer and applaud and make lots of noise you know appropriately and appropriate cat calls (laughs) um and so the kitten will often like come up and take off a glove and then we'll get the audience to cheer really loud for them and then maybe they'll turn around and like do a little little booty shake or something and that the audience will again erupt in applause for them yeah and that just kind of sets the tone for the show and gets everybody warmed up especially if there are people that haven't been to a burlesque show before can any gender of person participate in burlesque yes absolutely it's definitely very welcoming and i have met a lot of different people uh women men non-binary folks anybody yeah, that's interesting. That's awesome. I I honestly haven't seen a male me either burlesque. I would be interested. Oh to yeah, see we what... we've got several in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I just haven't around. hit up the right spots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you said that you are a co-founder of a burlesque festival in Richmond. What are burlesque festivals like, and where are they held? Is it like a camp out event? <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not a camp out. It's a multi-day event. So our first year was supposed to be in 2020. It was in wah, March of 2020. Wah, wah. No. Yeah. Um, so I can be the sound machine. <laughs> <laughs> a week before it was supposed to happen, uh, we had to cancel it. And that was at Originally, it was going to be Gallery 5 on Thursday and Dogtown Friday and Saturday. Um, then we were going to do it in 2021. Things still weren't eh, things still weren't great yet. 2022, we consolidated it to two days, and it was at Dogtown Dance Theater. And it just brings in performers from around the country, and we had some from Canada, too, um, come in. It brings different burlesque here. Let's people from other places or performers from other places experience the Richmond burlesque scene too. And then this year we had it at uh, Thursday night. We did strange ways brewing as our little kickoff show. And then we did the Robinson theater for Friday and Saturday. And next year we actually just got everything lined up. We'll be at strange ways on Thursday again Ember, which is a new venue they're building on Broad Street on Friday, and then we'll be at the Bird Theater on Saturday. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And what month is this occurring? It's going to be, yeah, it'll be April 4th, 5th, and 6th. Mark your calendars, people. Mark your calendars, and we'll give you a reminder in the show notes. We might be performing, who knows? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe I'll be a kitten. (laughs) Um, okay. Before, I'm ready to take it off. Before I wrap up my questions, unless they have more. Um, okay, so what is something you wish you could tell your younger self in the burlesque scene? Hmm. I feel like when I first got started, I got a little too obsessed with constantly making a new act for everything instead of really honing in on a few and polishing them and working them and traveling with them. And I mean, now I have, I do have like a billion acts now, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I, I feel like a piece of advice I always give new performers is to hang on to your acts and keep working on them, keep polishing them and growing them instead of being like, all right, I got to make something new every time I perform. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then also, does anyone have anything else before we um, ask where we can follow Scarlett, um, where we can support her? I just have one other one. What would you say would be a good just starting move if you wanted to do a little private burlesque for your partner? For your lover. 
a good starting lover. move. Like a little ditty that you could do. Like, you know, like a little shtick. Like what's fun. Like just having him pull off a glove or like, like the art maybe doing the fan. Like like how would you, what, what do people need to do to get out of their heads and like have a little fun at home? Hmm. I mean, I always feel like chair dancing is really fun and... Like maybe doing like a silly little, a fun little lap dance could, Ooh, yeah. be, could that, be a good a chair place to and start. A, yeah, or just t- thinking about being more conscious when you take your clothes off. Like I always am telling the new students, I'm like, think about how you're going to remove every piece of item, every item of clothing. Like what can you do to make it more unique so it doesn't just look like you're taking your clothes off to put your pajamas on and go to bed at night. Like, what can you do to make it more interesting? How can you slow it down? That's so yeah, true. Yeah, like being really conscious about the way you take it off. Yeah, because I even, I'm, I'm like, I've been with you for 11 years. I don't need that lingerie. I'm just getting naked. <laughs> like, <laughs> so maybe I should try to put the lingerie on. <laughs> Okay, Um, so Scarlett, where can we follow you and where can we support you in the burlesque community in Richmond? Um, You can follow me at Scarlett Starlet RVA on Instagram and uh, Facebook. It's like facebook.com slash Scarlett Starlet RVA. You can also follow Burlesque Right Meow, which is my production company, I guess, And you can follow RVA Burlesque to find out about all the burlesque that happens in the city. So there's Ellie Quinn Presents, there's New Rodeo Caledonia, there's Afro Tees, there's a couple other new producers that are starting to pop up. Poppy LaFay just produced their first show. Sanabella Spark and Darcy Dazzles are about to produce their first show they're called spark dazzle entertainment Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely check out all the good stuff that richmond has to offer cool yeah baby um and i know you mentioned you have something coming up next saturday anything else like big on the horizon that we need to mark our calendars for like I said, every month, the second Friday, I'm at I'm at Strange Ways Brewing producing. Um, there's a, so many shows coming up, especially this month uh, in Richmond. So follow that RVA Burlesque awesome. and if, Instagram. And um, I'll be sure to include everything everyone needs to know in the show notes, per usual. Yay. Funny questions. Yes. Um, well, I always like to kick it off because you asked, I mean, you kind of walked into this one before the show started, Scarlett asked if she could curse. So I have to go back (laughs) to my favorite question. What is your favorite curse word? Mm. (laughs) Oh, God. But we we can just hear yours because we've heard ours a billion times. (laughs) I mean, I, I guess it's probably fuck. I feel like that's the one I say the most. A good old standard. It's so versatile. And we, we've asked that a lot at shows um, <laughs> to kind of also get the audience comfortable. My favorite answer that someone ever gave, though, usually it's fuck. But someone said, dick whistle. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, wow. <laughs> Thank dick you whistle. for that. <laughs> even know what that is but i kind of do they whistle i don't know <laughs> on, i'm hot I'm enough try <laughs> ladies or not hello <laughs> no okay um let me find something funny here okay hold on in the event of an emergency, oh, what item would you add to your personal go bag? Some object with deep personal meaning? Oh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably snacks. I don't know. I just like snacks. <laughs> A crab leg. Gotta, you gotta have food to survive. <laughs> I'd grab my guitar. Does it have it a living being? Object. Let's think object. So something that means something to you that's like, I'm going to save this one item. My baby blanket. Your baby blanket. Aw. Guilty. Aw. 
God, I guess it would probably be like a photo album because oh, I yeah. love oh, looking yeah. back at like Gretchen, yeah, my wife. Like would photos grab of my grandmother and grandfather. I need to have for Eddie. Yeah, Lee. Uh, you have a question? Oh no, that was that was it. Uh, uh, I do have a question for you. For vacation, for relaxation, are you mountains or beach? You could like both, but there's one that calls out to you. You're forced at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah, you have to choose I do like both, but mountains for sure. There you go. Yeah. I'm the same way. The beach for me, I'm too fair. Like, I just get too <laughs> hot and burn. Yeah, I, I obviously burn. I burn very easily, too. Um, and I, I love the mountains. I love West Virginia. Oh, uh, West yeah. Virginia. It's quiet. But I would have to go with the beach because yeah, I'm a mermaid. <laughs> Part of your world. <laughs> Don't Maybe get me that'll wrong. be my first burlesque thing. I'll be a mermaid. Ooh. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I've got another fun one. Um, if you could start a club for something silly, what would it be? <laughs> a club for something silly. Like, I love a uh, cheese whiz a club, <laughs> which I do. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This is a hard one. <laughs> oh, this is a hard one. Oh, is this a brain buster? That's what she said. It is. I'm like, I'm having a hard time with the funny questions. <laughs> I mean, I love horror movies. Ooh, I, yeah. Ooh, that's not silly per se, but well, I'll join that club. I like that's a good one. the kazoo club for me. <laughs> I'll annoy people with our kazoo. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That would I would join that. <laughs> Lee, what would you start? <laughs> oh, see, you already took mine. It's like I would do a horror movie club oh. too. Yeah, it's true, Lee. If I mean, let's take you inside the studio. There's a pinhead signed picture over there, which I covet. Who you call him, pinhead? I have my. Uh, Halloween Menagerie up top there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, a fan. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, this is a funny one for Scarlett because she's obviously talented at a lot of things. You do baton, you do hoop, you do burlesque, you do dancing. Okay, so what? what's another thing that you're talented at? Something obscure. Can oh. you do anything weird? Like, can you roll your tongue into a or turn your weird thing? Back you're like, yeah. I can do the tongue thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't see it, but she's, yeah, she's doing weird stuff with her tongue. I think that's all I got. I don't, know, I don't know if I have anything else. <laughs> do y'all remember the guys who used to turn their eyelids oh, up no, no, no. in, like, elementary school? Oh, oh, God. God. I am not that listening. That me out, bruh. Disgusting. <laughs> can't do it. Disgusting. <laughs> Does anyone have anything else before Lee gives it to us? I think it's that time. <gasps> Give it to oh, us, Lee. Lee. Okay. But this time, you're going to come as you are. <gasps> uh, <clears throat> uh, strange news this week. Uh, <clears throat> in Kurt Cobain's broken guitar sells for nearly $600,000. Wow. And, uh, yes, um... Now, you, you'd think that was a lot of money. Uh, Kurt Cobain's black Fender Stratocaster is, is covered in scratches and chipped wood. The names of the, his former band members are written on it, misspelled. And the guitar itself, which is once smashed and put back together, is no longer playable. Um, but it sold at Julian's auction for $596,000. <laughs> That's wild. I mean... Here's a quote from the, uh, the uh, owner. Items from Kurt Cobain or Nirvana are becoming more difficult to obtain. Well, obviously. <laughs> but if you think, ah, but I did a little research. You think that that's a lot of money, but turns out that's far from the most expensive uh, music items sold at auction. Oh, Lord. I'm sure some Michael Jackson or Elvis stuff, right? No. Number one. Britney Spears. Kurt Cobain's guitar from MTV Unplugged sold for $8 million. Holy shit. <laughs> Damn. Michael Jack. Now, you, number three MJ. on the list is Michael Jackson and Bubbles statue. Oh, sold Bubbles. for $7.5 million. Bubbles, the, yep. wasn't that the uh, chimp or whatever that you said? Sorry, Haroon, but recently Haroon asked me, what band was Kurt Cobain in? And I'm like, oh, love. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, come on. Are you, let's see. I have a list right here. I think you're Generation Y. You're, aren't they, isn't 
It's a Nirvana like Gen X. Are you no, X? Nirvana's Gen X, baby. I'm, I'm a millennial. Gen X. I've got the list right here. I'm trying yeah, these to... millennials and zennials don't know. No, I I'm just kidding. Excuse me. You are basically a Gen X person. I know. I'm an old. I am like. You're a, my age. No, I'm older than you. I'm like <laughs> your mom's age. Oh, so you. Oh, that's right. It's uh, true. Olivia, you are. Yes, you it's missed, true. You're older than me. You just <laughs> missed Nirvana, right? I did. I mean, he um, he died the year I was born. Oh my God. I remember oh. watching MTV News on my home phone with my dyed eggplant hair shaved oh. in the back. MTV and my did, Jankos MTV did <laughs> crying news? over this. Aww. Yeah. yeah, Kurt Lauder. Oh, my God. That was so great. <laughs> I, I remember when he first introduced Guar. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag Richmond Guar. Right, yeah. yeah, Guar. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. It's everyone's favorite time. Oh, yes. And we'll let our guests go first. Is it everyone's time to guess Lee's name? <laughs> I was trying to make a list of all the names that have been, uh, I'm up to like uh, the fourth episode. but I'm just going with some freaking pedestrian guesses now because That's I right. feel like we've gone crazy on exactly. I'm going to do some like what I consider burlesque men, what oh. their names would be. Right. Maybe I'll do one of those. So y'all don't know his name either? Nope. Oh, nope. really? Okay. No. I That's the it, fun I of it. I really hope we never ask guess his name. I've been married for 34 years. My wife has never called me by my first name. What? Okay. And also for the listeners, if anyone's new, if we guess Lee's name, we get a $25 gift card that we must spend at a local RVA business. Okay. Restaurant, shop, whatever your choice is. Okay. Oh, I guessed. Hmm. Miss Scarlett. <laughs> yes, yeah, Scarlett. Scarlett. Preston. Ooh, Ooh that's a good one. It has not nope. been guessed. I'm pretty sure. Andy. Oh, no, no. Too no. pedestrian. Oscar. No. No. Oh, do we get more guesses? Yeah, oh, everybody, I gets three. everybody gets three. Oh. Everybody gets three. Austin. No. Orpheus. No. <laughs> Hector. No. Orville. No. Amos. No. Boy, I, I would hate to have that name on the school bus. <laughs> Anus. <laughs> Anus and Andy. <laughs> Francois. No, no. Okay. Damn it! Another week into the trash. Damn yeah, it all. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get another one so we can. Uh... I can't. I have to use the book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead. All right. So yeah, I'm gonna make a list and. Um, I'll tell you. Hey, I will say this. You got closer than anyone's gotten yet. Ooh. Oh, I'm. Intrigued. I won't say who got close. Oh, but... Lord. It was me. I can tell. <laughs> oh yeah. She... No, it was me. <laughs> Fisticuffs. Um. All right. Well, Scarlett, before we um, say bye-bye, can you tell us once again just the main socials that our listeners could follow you on? Yeah. Um, follow me at Scarlett Starlet RVA on Instagram. You can follow RVA Burlesque on Instagram and Facebook. And Burlesque, write meow. Awesome. Right, meow. We love cats. Yeah. So That's we love a meow. Right. R I G H T meow. PLF. They're very into the meow meows as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, yeah, it would be a good marriage. <laughs> I feel like you've performed with PLF. I should have mentioned that. Yeah. Actually, before I got started with burlesque, I did uh, some fire stuff. Back when there used wow. to be fire outside of Gallery oh. 5, like every yep. month, they did just recently restart yep. it. I went. Awesome. Uh, yeah. 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 Like well, fire we're, tons and stuff. I guess tomorrow's first Friday. I don't think they have it tomorrow. I think they are bringing it back in October, potentially. Okay, cool. I don't know. Awesome. Don't quote me on that, but I, I thought that's what I heard. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, um, we interviewed Ryan Bowman. Yeah. yeah we love him. Aw. Sweet. Yes. And you are, too. This was so much fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah. This was fun. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you. And it's been so fun. Final shout-outs? I would say... Um, well, do you have anything, Lee? Uh, Roma's Restaurant on Staples Mill and Taboo. And then for us, the Greek Festival going on this weekend, tonight, tomorrow, the next day, and the next day. Um, 
Liz? Um, Deep Run Roadhouse, I would like to shout out as well because the barbecue was top notch. Um, and I'm trying to oh, oh, River Rock. Yeah, River Rock. Yeah. Next year, everyone get your antennas up for that. And then. Um, and let me shout out those bands one more time. Oh, yeah. They and were absolutely fabulous. Also, while you're looking, um, Bar Salita, we're going there this weekend, so <laughs> they're always a good brunch. It's Liz's we'll birthday. We'll tell you about our shenanigans. Yes, it's my birthday happy month. Birthday, I'm a Gemini. Liz. That's why I'm crazy. Everyone say happy birthday to Liz. Um, but anyway, shout out to Fight Club, Pharaoh Sister, Aaron and the Wildfire, Sierra Hull, and Neil Francis. Amazing bands. And All then- local. Yes, and then as always, do you have any recording needs? Perhaps a a CD you want to burn, or a gift pod. you want to give? A pod, not on our night because we're booked, baby. But um, if so, yeah, they own me on Thursdays. Yes, we own you right now. <laughs> right um, now. So if you have any of those needs, perhaps Lee Dungeon Studios can help. Contact Lee on Facebook at Lee Church. He's amazing. All right, guys. It's been a blast. Thanks so much again, Scarlett. Thank y'all. We'll see y'all in two weeks. Yeah.